We have a blockbuster trade in the NBA. Taylor Swift has put the NFL on the map, and we go down the rabbit hole with a Simpsons writer. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Big Welcome back, Mongo. Uh, hey, Mongo, you and me had some fun. Uh, we did an interview with uh, a Simpsons writer. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, that's an interview you want to check out. So, Joel H. Cohen. Joel H. Cohen. We learned that there's like 15 Joel Cohens. And not to be confused with his brother, Robert. I did that many times. Yes. He was... He stormed off the interview because I was I really want to talk to his brother. But uh he stuck around after. You know, he we had to let him get out of his system, but I guess I should do a better job doing research and not insult did you the call guys. Chris Everett? No, I did not. Right, <laughs> that would have been good though. Well then you're, he, you're okay then. He said, I bet you won't come <laughs> yeah. talk about my brother again. Yeah. And I said, I yeah. bet I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh shit. There's, man, there's so much to talk about though. We got that interview as part of the show. We got our uh, other uh, weekly episode we do with the NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. You want to give a little teaser? Where you ranked at, Mongo? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not one to brag, but I am number five nationally. How does that feel? I'm honestly, I'm kind of shocked. Are you jealous, Mister Brown? I just want to know: Has Maurice Jones Drew called or texted you yet to figure out what your secret is? You know, he's top ten. I know, he's right there. Saying. He's right You're there. competing with Maurice Jones Drew right now. And I figured you would be in cahoots and figure it out. Stay, both stay at the top. We had brunch and mimosas on Sunday. I, I saw those photos. <laughs> yeah. So, no <sighs> wonder. Once you get that level, man, you just start networking and it's game over for the rest of us. You know, I, I have a confession. Okay. I've never had a mimosa in my life. Oh, you are missing you're out. You're missing out, Chad. Oh, so you want to know what oh. Chad has never had a mimosa? Because he works every weekend. Mimosas <laughs> are a Saturday morning thing. Like I, I desire one. Hey, man. So, I, real quick for me. So, I've had two mimosas in my life. One at the World Series because you're at the World Series and the game starts at eight and I'm there at eleven. So, yeah, I double fisted a few mimosas. Okay? <laughs> so, don't judge me. So, I'm good there. Secondly. You go to Shuckers in St. Albans, West Virginia. They have a brunch from 10 to 2. Add a caramel, apple, mimosa. I had two of them for breakfast with my steak and eggs, and it was heavenly. It does sound amazing. What about... I got pictures. Should I go to, like, Cracker Barrel just to get one and knock it off the list, or no, would that be a, a that. terrible no. decision? To Come do with first. me on a Saturday at Shuckers for brunch. All right. I'll pay for your meal. I get, man, you... You got me down. I'm ready to go. So uh, what? what is, is it just orange juice and... Uh, There's several different variations yeah. of it. Mm. Yeah. What did you, you say? You had a caramel apple mimosa? mimosa? Yes. You can do strawberry, yeah. all kinds of... I always thought it was like a chick drink. Oh, so, who cares? One of my I favorite... Care. I didn't know. I'm secure of myself. One yeah. of the favorite tailgates I ever went to. <laughs> I'm glad. It's a new kickoff, so... Instead of doing your typical beer and your steak and your burgers, they did mimosas with breakfast food. You had sausage, eggs, pancakes, French toast, and mimosas. And mimosas, <laughs> that led you up to uh, NDSU kickoff. God. That was a good Saturday. Man, I could eat breakfast all day, too. Like, no. could you drink mimosas all day? Is that no, something no, no, you would no. enjoy? Just no. start with. You, just you start, start with. with so are you a Bloody Mary guy? I do like Bloody Mary. All right, Mary's. so then same thing. So what's your favorite Bloody Mary? Like a spicy one. 
Yeah, Give like, me something with some heat. What, what all's in there? She got all the ingredients. Oh, I don't like know. Chicken wing. I, I was on a. Is there some with a lobster tail? I, you know, I've only had them on like air flight, uh, airplane flights. Um, maybe once at a restaurant in the Poconos. Right. I was staying up there. They had them heart shub, uh, heart shaped bathtubs. Oh yeah, with the mirrors on the ceilings. Hell, they had like carpet on the ceilings. It was one of them places. They remodeled them and in like nineteen seventy four. Angle of your asshole, you know, in those mirrors. I did. I did take a picture one time, and there was too many mirrors, and that was a mistake. And I quickly deleted that. Oh, that's good. But uh, unintentional. Well, we all know what happens yes. in those hotels. Well, yeah, they're called love hotels for a reason. But all right, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we could talk about this all day. Have you ever? <laughs> I'll tell you new experiences. Brazilian steakhouse. I ate at my first Brazilian steakhouse. I can, see, that's surprising to me because you, you travel much, and I feel like that'd be something you would have knocked off already. No, I mean, it was great. If, if you haven't tried it, you have this card you put on the table, <laughs> and the green side's up. They keep bringing you meat, and you if you don't want any more, you flip it over to the red side. Have you all ate, eaten at one? I have not. What? No. Yeah, they just keep... No, I've heard of them. Oh, I've yeah. been told that it's I've a, heard of an amazing experience. I've never been. Filet you, mignon. You end, you end up with the meat sweats. You do. <laughs> Did they have the uh, the like dessert pineapple they bring out too? Did they oh, do that the one? dessert pineapple was wonderful. They like grill a pineapple and like cover it in the cinnamon or cinnamon, some Cinnamon, sugary oh, goodness. Sir. Mm. Diabetes type three, baby. It's where we're at. That's heavenly. And mm. I'll tell you, like, I ate. I wasn't hungry when I went in, and I still probably ate like six, seven pounds of meat. Well, I you have like, to. Yeah. Like you don't go to Golden Corral and get one plate. I didn't know. I didn't know about the card that you I was just supposed left it to up. turn it over when I was done, <laughs> and they just kept bringing me meat. Now, oh, did they have a yellow? There's no yellow. It was like, just green caution, and red. Green and red. Yeah. Mm. Yellow is like. You know, take your time. I'm digesting. I need a minute. No. You know. I'm still digesting. I woke up the next day <laughs> and I shit meat. There wasn't even anything else with it. Mm, bone at all, huh? It was just like a brisket yeah. came out. Hammock. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, so I wasn't I was this wasn't appealing at all for me until you all just gave me this spill and now damn it, I've gotta go check there's it out. There's one in Canal City. I know, I knew that. The Texas so, Day Grill or whatever. I didn't know that. Now turn me on to this and I have to go check check it out from local meat sweat. So this sounds like a we don't know sports road trip. Yes, we yeah. need to do that. Now, I wasn't hating on the one in Canal City, but it is not a sophisticated one. It's in an old Shoney's. We can record that. Let's so, go there. For meat man. sweat. I feel I like know, I'd be embarrassed meat. after watching myself eat one of them, you know. Card after card, they br- they bring it out like on this metal skewer, yeah. and like, they cut I, it I off. You like about a half pound of alligator? It's time to get. I do. Well, alligator. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's in there too. It's, yeah. it's all good. It's probably crocodiles. Yeah. Just yeah. go with the fat guys. We'll take care of your little skinny ass. Let's <laughs> we'll go. Your food, Chad. A question: Brazilian yes. steakhouse. Yes. Unlimited food. That meat's just coming in. <laughs> Would that be the equivalent of uh, (laughs) saying, I'm not sure how long I'm going to play here and then getting Damian Lillard? Yeah, I like what you did there. That was a segue. I was getting ready to cut a promo about how this has been the uh, foodie podcast with the We Don't Know Sports crew, but instead, we are going to talk about some sports. And yes, I... uh, The Bucks are not too fat to say they don't want more. They wanted some more Dame Lillard. This uh, sent shockwaves through the NBA. Now people are calling like for tampering charges and things like that against the Bucks because they're mad. 
The Bucks are already a title contender. Now what are they? How do you guys feel about this move? What is the landscape of the NBA like to you now? I'm telling you right now, Vegas is saying the Bucks are the odds-on favorite to win the championship oh, this year. No shit. I mean, it is what it is. They didn't give up so, much either. No, they get. I mean, they gave up Holiday is their big loss there. But, but they got Dame Lillard. So their projected starting five is Dame Lillard and Chris Middleton in the backcourt with. Uh, so I would have thought for sure they lost Jay Middleton Crowder, who is a perfect player yeah, for perfect that, that dog that guy. Giannis at the four. And uh, Brooke Lopez at oh, five. Yeah, they're, they're favorites for sure. <sighs> How old is Jay Crowder, though? He's 33. That's not their... Lillard's that's 33. That's not bad. They got a that, couple older guys. He's their, got a job to do. Yeah. You know, that's all he is. You, you can throw in a player for that, but, like, he's there for a reason. The other thing that'll be interesting about the Bucks this year is they won a title with Bud. Mike Budenholzer is their coach. They fired him. They fired him. They got Adrian Griffin in there, oh, first God. year head coach. What so. kind of pressure is that on your bullshit. first that's year? That's some bullshit, though. You're, it's none of this, like... Well, you know, it might take a year or two for us to get together and, and get it to jail. No, you got to win a damn title. That's bullshit, now. though. Free coach Bud. Did he, did he latch on anywhere else? Uh, he did go somewhere. I can't remember yeah. where. Remember this is where how much went. we follow the NBA. No, I'm just Y'all saying. keep talking while looking at it. No, up. because <laughs> I'm telling you, he's done an amazing job in Milwaukee. And the fact is, they're like, that's not well, good. Well, he's done a good job everywhere he's been. And then all of a sudden now, you get this guy, and it's like, oh, we won a championships. That ain't the, that ain't on the coach, man. I'm sorry you brought in better players. Is there anybody you think in the East right now that's that's gonna that could compete with him? Miami or Boston? That's it. Man, don't you feel yeah, like Boston's kind of disappointed? Boston is they got rid of uh, Marcus Smart, and I don't like that move because he he got that dog in him. I loved him on the defensive end. Well, then they get Porzingis, like, who's never going to play. So he essentially, play. they just lost Smart. So nothing. you basically traded for a crippled unicorn, right? I would agree with that. When's the last time Porzingis played more than 40 games in a season? I don't know. Like no four or cares. five years ago? No, he hasn't brought his skills anywhere. And then you look Miami. Miami's always going to be good. They're like the one NBA team that actually has like a culture to them. Yeah. Outside of that, Philly got worse. So uh, you, Miami, you got the biggest dog in the league with Jimmy Butler. And you got the, the longest, probably the longest tenure coach behind uh, Popovich, Spolstra. Spolstra. I mean, you got you do ha- it's like a college campus down there in Miami, and that's why Miami's one of the most consistent teams in the NBA in the last decade. Can I can I read you a Wikipedia excerpt from Budenholzer? So he's no he's nowhere right now. Nobody has picked him up, which is crazy. But this is this is clearly an edit somebody has put in here. It says in the 2022-23 season, the Bucks finished the regular season with best record in the league. However, Budenholzer was fired by the Bucks on May 4th after the team lost in five games in the first round of the Heat, who eventually would become the first eight seed to reach the finals. As a result of the series loss being partially attributed to Giannis's injury and Budenholzer losing his brother in a car crash during the series. The move was controversial among fans. Some felt it was the right time, and others felt like it was in poor taste. I didn't know his brother died during the playoff series. Did you know that? No. no now, I'm no. sure it was in the news, but I missed it. Yeah, I just remember Giannis' injury. I don't remember his brother dying. Right. That's kind of shitty, man. Like, like your brother died. Sorry, we're firing you because you didn't get it done. Sorry, your priorities weren't aligned. Thanks for that ring you helped bring us for one in 50 <laughs> years. But, man. Well, maybe the – I don't know. Did the players not like Boone Holzer? Is that a thing? 
Coach Bud, I think that he was enjoyed. Yeah, I, think he was I like, mean, yeah, they. You never really heard a bad thing about him. Nothing. People would say he got out coached some, but I don't know. I, you know, he's kind of been that guy that's always done more with less, and he's had a lot lately. So maybe that's he needs to go to one of these up and coming teams and try to make something happen. I don't know, but I, I didn't know his brother died and they fired him. I think that's kind of shitty. It's going to be hard for me to be a Bucks fan, even though it's exciting. But you you said you were going to be rooting for him kind of uh, in the closet here. You're a Bulls fan, Mr. Brown, but this has got you excited? Why wouldn't you be excited? I love Giannis this whole time. Some people get mad because now it's like Giannis was talking about never doing the super team thing, and here they are doing the super team. Yeah. But they did come to him. The thing is, it's because they came to him. Okay. That's this, the difference. Just making this sure. ain't a super team either. He All didn't right. leave. And, he, and I can't blame Lillard. I don't think... Portland didn't do anything to help him. No, he tried to stay. Yeah. I, you can't, like... It's like the Kevin Garnett situation. Yeah. Like, Here's we all, spent a decade at a, at a team you couldn't do anything with. Now it's time to move on. Here's all I'm saying. A Bulls fan since around 1990, okay? You can say 91 if it's the first year they Ooh. won. I'll, I'll, I don't want, I'll, I'll give you before that. I don't want you to be a bandwagon. All right, so, but my point is, I stuck with him through the Marcus Fizer, Eddie Curry days. <laughs> I remember Marcus Fizer. And I was Steve Heinrich days. And I've been with the Bulls ever since. Well, it's hard to watch. And the fact is, they're still my team. But if Milwaukee wins at all, I'll be cheering for them. You're gradually switching to the fan of all teams that wear green. I've picked up on that. Okay. Is that what's happening? You ain't sneaking nothing by me. Mm, we're going like to we're gonna have to dive into that later. Uh, so we got tons of NFL to talk about. We got baseball season winding down. We're going to get to all that. But let's go ahead and kick it over to our interview with Joel H. Cohen. He's a um, a writer for The Simpsons. He's uh, he, twenty three. Twenty, yeah. He's like OG. So like he he did our interview and then had to go leave to talk to a producer or something about this because the writer's strike is over. So we got to talk about that a little bit. And uh, he's got this incredible book coming out that he co wrote with Dan Patrick. So we talk a little bit about that. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, send it over to the interview. Check it out, and we'll see you on the other side after we pay some bills. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, so, you know, we we try to find some of the most interesting people in the world, and sometimes there's a sports connection, sometimes there's even more, and man, uh, Mr. Cohen here hits right up our alley. He was a writer on the, the Simpsons, SNL, and then I can't believe Biggie's not here with us, but he's such a big Dan Patrick fan, and we're definitely going to get a chance to talk about some uh, some more writing that he's got going on. But I want to welcome to the show Mr. Joel H. Cohen. How are you doing, Joel? I'm good, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed Biggie's not here either. He's Canadian, isn't he? Well, that's what we call him, Canadian Biggie. And, uh, you know, he's actually got that moniker because he lived in North Dakota for a while. Uh, uh, so we just, close. we just, we do it to be mean. But uh, hey. speaking of Canadians, are you a big Joey Votto fan? I got to ask because I'm a Reds fan. Yeah, he's great. Uh, there's When you're from Canada and there's any athlete that breaks through on any level, like remember Larry Walker or uh, uh, there's a couple of basketball players. I'm forgetting the guy's name now. It's a I'm short down. list. It's okay. I understand. Yeah, of course, hockey, there's no shortage. But when we have anybody break through in any capacity, Ruben Mays, if you remember that name, you know, guys like that that played anywhere in any sport, you're like a huge fan of theirs. And Joey Votto, of course, is great regardless. Hall of Famer? Yeah, totally. I, I like him already. See, we're off to a rousing start. I love it. Yeah. But uh, hey, we're going to talk about uh, the occasional 
accurate annals of football. And that we're going to get into that, the how and the why and all that stuff. But yeah. you got you got too much of an interesting background to just like jump into the current event stuff. You know, you can't uh-huh. be the guy that does the concert and plays the stuff off the new album. We got to hear the hits, man. That, that's what it's about. Well, I'm I'm impressed and saddened to think that there are you think there are any hits, but let's go down the list all the same. Let's play along. All right. So I, I, I was able to use the Internet and find a little bit more about the Simpsons stuff. So I'll get to that in a second. But you were also a writer on SNL. So when, when did you work there? Man, I've got some bad news for you about the Internet. It's not always accurate. Uh, my brother, who's also a writer and a director, he worked at SNL. And then ah. it's my Wikipedia page. But, you know, like, usually there's something on your Wikipedia page you want to change. This is something I never want to change. Right. So I just lie, fester, and grow. But uh, mm-hmm. I never worked there. I've attended one of the tapings. Does that count? Is that the same thing? Well, it says here on the Wikipedia edit history that you're the one that said you worked on SNL. So. <laughs> Damn it. Busted. Busted. <laughs> well, I, tell you, I might have got confused, but that's why I did such an important thing at the beginning when I introduced you. I made sure I said Joel H. Cohen because yes. there's like there's like a million of you guys. Are you one of the Cohen brothers, too? Like, do you make those movies? Well, I've got a long answer. I always tell people I am at best the third uh, most worthy Joel Cohen, because there's Joel and Ethan Cohen, which are the Cohen brothers, but they're C-O-E-N. Um, uh-huh. I'll come to them in one second. Then there's a guy that wrote like Toy Story, the movie Toy Story, whose name is Joel Cohen, just like mine. And one time we get, when it's something you write re-airs on TV, you maybe know this, you get a residual check for re-airing. So I got one of his residual checks for the movie Garfield. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I sent it to him. I sent it back and I just, and then I said, there's a screw up. And then I started thinking, what if this guy's getting my Simpson residuals that hasn't sent them to me at all? So now I, I want to murder the other Joel Cohen. It's and then just, hope there's a clerical error and the other Joel Cohen goes to jail for it. But we haven't got there. We've got the evidence recorded now. Yes, totally, totally. Yeah, so well, please, please don't uh, act on those uh, carnal instincts. No, nah, I, I, I'm not making any promises, man. This is like an admission <laughs> before the crime. And you guys are getting uh, it first. It's like, uh, what was that movie with uh, Tom Cruise when they predicted the future crimes? Is that, oh, is uh, is that Minority, minority? Report? Yes, yeah, so that's what we're doing. Yeah. It's a little Minority yeah. Report here. Or maybe shows like The Simpsons. That yeah, predict the future. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, so you, you were uh, a writer for The Simpsons, though, correct? Like, we, we do have that. Not only were, am. When I, are. You guys, when I hang up with you guys, I'm actually going to start work on an episode of The Simpsons at 345. I mean, we can talk till whenever, but when we hang up. Well, it's about start. a bunch of losers doing podcasts. We'll exactly. know where inspiration came this from. This is research. I can write this off. <laughs> Market research. It's, yeah. uh, so I, I did see that um, your brother, did, did he do the Flaming Mose or was that he you? did. Okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make sure. I don't want to discredit anybody incorrectly here. It's, it might feel like I took a residual check or something. <laughs> This podcast seems to be more about my brother than me. If I can figure out how to storm out of a podcast, I would. I know. I don't to- you just got to, like, you can't hang up phones angrily anymore. Plan you know, my you computer can't. or something. All right. Yeah. So let's let's put some respect on the name. So how long have you been working with The Simpsons? I have been there 23 years and counting. Oh, that's insane. I Whenever I was uh, looking at some of the episodes, like, I was going back to like 2000, 2003. Even then, it was like season 12 or something insane yeah. like that. Uh, so what's it like to be part of that team? It's crazy. I actually started in season 12, uh, 17 episodes into season 12 was my first day. Um, it's, I've worked on one other horrible TV show, Suddenly Susan, if you guys remember that one. I have uh, that in my notes, but I wasn't going to bring it up unless you do. Uh, it's a, it's a dark moment in my life in America. Is, is that Brooke Shields? 
it, who is the most lovely person in the world? Okay. We just we just all you know have been scrubbing Wikipedia with steel wool trying to get that off all of our off our pages. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, this, I was going to say this that amazing people worked on that show like Brooke Shields and like all the other writers, but it was a bad show. Simpsons is the opposite, not the opposite, and that it's that there's really great people, and we have this show we can also kind of be proud of. So it's. So do the Simpsons, apparently, always predicting stuff. So I, I, let me ask you, just how did you, um, how did it come to be to get on the show? Like, I, it seems like, I mean, we hear the stories about all the people that have been writers on there or, or people like Conan O'Brien and whatnot. Like, so what was your story and how did you venture your way into Springfield? Well, um, I was a very weird path in university. I have a degree in biology and a business degree, and I was I worked in the business world for seven years and my last job was here in LA and I thought, Hey, maybe I want to be a writer. And my brother, who you guys seem to love and can't stop talking about, mm-hmm. uh, actually introduced me to Kathy Griffin. Do you know Kathy Griffin, the comedian? We, we, we do. Uh, the, the, okay. the red haired, uh, somewhat kind of crazy now, maybe I think, I don't know. Crazy then too, but, uh, super funny, super nice to me. So she actually, and I got along quite well and I started writing jokes for her for like award shows in like Vegas and stuff. And then she was on Suddenly Susan and really went to bat for me and said, hey, you should hire this guy. Nice. They did. And then after my one year on Suddenly Susan, when America woke up and the show got canceled, um, one of my bosses on Suddenly Susan recommended me to the head writer of The Simpsons. And that's it. I was out of work for three weeks and I've been there 23 years. That's uh, that's not too shabby. So so yeah. what are what are the episodes that you're most proud of? And fact check me here real quick. Are yeah. the three are the three Emmys and the three Writers Guild Awards yours, or does that belong Those to are mine? All right, see, we're putting some respect okay. back on Joel's name. Yeah, no, there's some embarrassing awards too, but let's we don't have to talk about those. Mm, uh, I kind of want to now, but let's talk about the good ones. So, what? Yeah. Maybe not even the awards, but like, what what are your favorite ones that you were a part of? And is there any ones that you were like the the lead on, or your story completely? Yeah, I've I have written on my own 36 episodes, which is a sizable amount. Um, the, some of the ones I love the most, I wrote one that was on TV last year, trying to bring it back to sports called Top Goon, like Top Gun, but Top Goon. And it was about Nelson, the bully becomes the enforcer on Bart's hockey team. And we actually cast as a a Top Goon Academy, some actual former hockey goons like Dave Schultz and Stu, the Grim Reaper Grimson and Dave Tiger Williams, um, to actually be like the instructors at the Goon Academy. Um, and that turned out pretty well, I think. And I, I have a couple of them coming on in the next few months as well that I'm proud of. So there's a lot. There's some I'm embarrassed of, but there's some I'm proud of. Um, do we, Mr. Brown, he, uh, our, one of our co-hosts is over here in the corner. Do we have a Simpsons picture uh, somewhere here? Do you have that? Yeah. See, see if you can find that real quick. We we might have something we're going to, again, tie it back to sports here. But yeah, I remember the uh, the hockey episode way back in the day when like Lisa and Bart were facing off and it was like the parents trying to decide like who they were cheering for and all that. Yeah. Those were, those were good. But one of the, um, we have, uh, in the man cave here in the, we don't know sports studios, we have a bunch of memorabilia hanging up and one of these, um, wonderful oh, wow. players, this is Steve Sachs. Who, sure. uh, the baseball episode. Yeah. And so he yeah. got his autograph here and, uh, we asked for the Simpsons thing to be a part of, and he was kind enough to oblige, but, uh, our uh, co-host, Mr. Brown, he's got a group on Facebook with like 400 uh, baseball players in there. And Steve Sachs is one of them. So there's there's our Simpsons tie in. No, that's super cool. Yeah. And the, when we, we did this hockey episode and we had to make sure we weren't kind of covering the same ground of that 
I think it's called Bart and Lisa on Ice or Lisa on Ice. It's called Lisa on Ice. Um, so we had to find a little bit different twist to it. So we found this one about violence, which is always a good place to go. Well, you probably do feel like you've already done everything, right? Like, like as a Simpsons writer, like you guys have been around for so long. It's crazy, man. Like we, we've done everything seven times. We just try to find it, find a way to make it feel different the eighth time. Like, well, Bard hasn't done it or he hasn't done it wearing a different shirt. Let's try that. Um, so we know we're covering the same ground. We just try to spin it a little. And every now and then we do have new, new ideas. So what are, uh, what are like your Mount Rushmore episodes that you like? Oh, wow. Well, um, I love the, my very first day I was talking about season 12, episode 17 was this, was this episode called Behind the Laughter. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Do you remember Behind the Music? On I was going to ask if that was the reference. I feel like yes. I've seen this one. Oh, that's a great episode. It actually won the Emmy as well that year. Um, but that was my very first day as I watched that episode with all these writers. And I was like, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. Then we went back into the writer's room and everybody had these really smart, incredible notes and jokes that just elevated it to another level. So that's like a, a super classic. Um, yeah, I love Flaming Mo. Um, there's, I'm trying to think of some other ones. There's some more recent ones. Um, there's one called The Book Job that I really love. Um, there's another one we all call Manichek, but I, it's got Bill Hader as this insurance investigator. Um, I wish I could tell you the name of it, but it's there's some <laughs> great episodes, even the current seasons. And then, um, you know, I really like this hockey episode as well, Top Goon, and I have one coming on in December that's, I think not on the Mount, Rush, Mount Rushmore, but you drive past it to get to Mount Rushmore. Okay. So you're saying it's coming out in December. Did you guys get, uh, I mean, what was it like going through the writer's strike this year? Like how's, how's that affecting you? It was brutal, man. It just literally just ended, you know, where the strike ended uh, right. at midnight a day and a half ago. And and as I said, when later tonight, because my boss is in Australia, because he didn't think the strike was going to be over. <laughs> so I'm jumping on a zoom with him and we're going to start working on, um, cleaning up some episodes and stuff, but it was rough. It was, it was, uh, the, almost the longest strike ever, but I think universally people agree that the outcome was worth it because it was really a necessary strike in the, in preserving the job of being a writer for long term. And, and it succeeded in sort of securing a lot of these things that are needed to do that. So, so for idiots out there that don't know yeah. what was involved with the, the strike there, what were the biggest things you guys were hoping got cleaned up there? Uh, one of the big, it, it's sort of, I'm trying to make it in a bit of layman's terms, but what has happened with streaming is that there's so many shows, but a lot of them are like, I work on the Simpsons. We do 22 episodes, but as people that watch shows on Netflix or whatever, sometimes they'll do six, eight, 10, whatever. So a lot of those writers would only be working for a very short time of the year, but they would still have their contracts saying they can't take another job in case they get picked up for another season. So that's called span. Another issue was that they would sometimes just hire writers for like three weeks, five weeks, and then fire them all after the scripts are written. And only one writer would kind of oversee production. And that was this idea of these things called mini rooms. And then we talked about residuals already, but residuals on streaming were like non-existent, even though we know shows are giant runaway hits on Netflix, for example. I don't want to pick on Netflix, but they deserve No, like I, I think we can pick on Netflix because yeah, like whenever I was reading about it, like that was like the main corporate. They don't have... I, they do more original things now, but they've just built this catalog of grabbing stuff. And I guess there's no residuals whatsoever when it comes to that. Like they pay the company, the whoever they're getting it from, like a fee and that's it, right? Yeah. And I, and I know some people hear this idea of residuals and like, well, why should you get them? But the point of residuals is that because people sometimes can only work 
10 weeks a year or, or have to do three or four jobs, the residuals are kind of like a hammock safety net that kind of helps you actually have an income. And I don't mean a luxurious income. I mean, like, you know, above poverty income because you're living off these residuals. So it's an important part of kind of securing this uh, vagabond lifestyle of being a writer. Hmm. Netflix is shady. Yeah, they, I agree. Uh, bef- before Nielsen ratings put their their ratings out on their content, they were listing their own content as the most viewed shows on their platform. After we after Nielsen put out the ratings, it was discovered that uh, it was all content that was purchased from other people, other other vendors. Yeah, one of the one of the issues was we just wanted if the show does well and we're associated with it, we want to benefit a little bit more. And if it does poorly, we take that risk and we'll do worse. But they would not share any of the data for streaming. And at one point they said, six people from the Writers Guild can come to our office and we'll show them the data, but they can't tell anyone on the show what they've seen and they can't talk about it for three years. It was like the dumbest proposal. That one got kind of worked around. But anyway. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's creative. <laughs> yeah, it's creative. But anyway, it, it all worked out and we're ready to be exploited again. Yeah, I am ready to exploit your all's labor as well because uh, it's been boring without new stuff. Uh, like, it, it's, I don't know. Like, I, my wife is always complaining, like, there's no new movies. I was like, well, yeah, nothing's happening. It's It's been kind of boring. Well, and, uh, and you haven't even felt the brunt of it yet, right? Because there's been five months where nobody did anything and that right. stuff would normally be on four months from now, five months from now. So, you like I don't know what shows you love. Let's just say Abbott Elementary. That normally would be on like right right now, and they probably won't be on until January now. So you're gonna feel it now. Yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be a dark winter. That's all. I yeah, know. you're gonna have to talk to your wife. Brace yourself. I know, right? It's we're gonna have to work on our relationship, I guess. But uh, all right, let's let's bring it back to some current event things. So, yeah. uh, you you got the book, uh, partnership with Dan Patrick. So tell us how that kind kind of came about, and and what all should we expect out of the book? Well, it's a it's a great segue after the fact because what happened was the Simpsons episode that I I have coming up in December. Um, is about you guys remember that thing where a guy two guys got busted for putting lead weights in their fish at the fishing derby? Do you remember that story? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh it was the walleye ter- or bass tournament or something like that. I can't like remember. That. Yeah. So that that talk about trying to find a new story, that generated a new story where Homer uh does pretty much the same thing and all of a sudden gets addicted to cheating and winning all these competitions and has Bart as his little sidekick. And one of the events he cheats at is a rock skipping contest. We have Bart with a fishing line on the other side of the lake reeling the rock in. So it bounces, mm-hmm. but the narrator, we needed a sportscaster. And I was like, let's go for Dan Patrick. He's amazing. He's Perfect. funny. And we did. And, and I was lucky enough to meet him and direct him when we recorded his voice. And then he and I just started talking as we were doing that. And, you know, what he's telling me stuff he thought was kind of funny in the world of football. And I told him stuff I thought it was funny. And after we just kept talking for a while, we're like, maybe this is a book. And voila, it is a book. Um, so to answer the second half of the question, the book is really just that, like two guys, Dan, of course, with much broader knowledge base than me, but like looking at football, we've all read a million boring books about football and some great boring books about football, but let's have a fun slash funny look at football, you know, at trash talk, at the first down line, at the origin of every team, at players, great players, Idiot players. The Wizenator is in there. If you remember uh-huh. that, yeah, Ontario Smith is that who that was? Ontario Smith. He's got a whole little paragraph uh, about the Wizenator. 
Um, we expect Wizenator sales to go through the roof after this book comes out. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that's it. It's a fun look at the NFL. It's meant to be make you laugh. You will also learn because we cover the history of the league and we actually do delve into every team and a lot of players. But it's really just for fans, fun slash funny look at the NFL. Mongo here is a Bears fan. If you had to tell him anything to kind of make him not feel, you know, so down and depressed, is there anything? He's already shaking his head. No. No, I mean, you know, <laughs> we talk about the Super Bowl shuffle. Maybe you could just put the Super Bowl shuffle on loop and just like, you know, put yourself to sleep, turn the gas on, just, you know, find some solace somewhere. So you you talk about fixing the Jets. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, can you fix the Jets? We, we we claim to have a plan, a foolproof plan to fix the Jets. So uh, we talk about, you know, the Jets, their origin and and how they even chose early on to be this franchise dedicated to failure and then even screwed that up by winning the Super Bowl, you know, in 1969. So they couldn't even fail properly. But then we kind of talk about the Belichick thing and we talk about, um, you know, just why they were even called the Jets, why they're in, why they're located next to uh, whatever uh, airport they're next to. And we go through all the, the, the mistakes they've made. We tell them when they're about to draft, just whatever you're about to do, do the opposite or just watch ESPN where they say the next guy, the Jets should draft and just do whatever the guy on TV said, like, don't use your brains. And then ultimately <laughs> at the end, we kind of build this uh, resolution that declares that since they were named the Jets and built where they were because they were built next to an airport, uh, we suggest they move to Portland because it's got a great airport. And then also hoping for some clerical error on the score sheet, we also suggest they be called the Patriots so that maybe if they ever play the Patriots, someone will get confused and give them the points they would have given to the actual Patriots. So Portland Patriots is the end result of our plan to fix the Jets. <laughs> so basically there is no plan to fix them. It's just destroy them so they don't exist anymore. Just move them and forget they ever were the Jets. It's like deprogramming <laughs> someone that was in a cult. You know, no, you got to get no, no lineage. You know, you're not going to no, be like exactly. you can't be the Titans and break out the Oilers unis anymore. It's like no, no we no. don't know what you're talking about. We've hey, always who been were they before. exactly, exactly. Joe, Joe, are you a fantasy football player? Oh, I, I've got a sickness, man. I'm in deep. I, I cut down to three teams this year. How about you guys? Um, so I, I do a couple. How many do you do? Just five. Just five. <laughs> Oh boy, I can see in your eyes. This is a call for help, isn't it? I got a, I got an itch. Mm. I know, I know. I wish I could help you. DraftKings but... helped me not do fantasy as much. I'll just do real gambling. Yeah. Hey, I happen to do both fantasy, <laughs> two pick and pools, and a DraftKings with a couple of buddies every week. Um, and then whatever, if I want to put some bets online on the side. So, so we we do uh we do a pick against the spread every week and Mongo here is ranked number five nationally so far this year. Wow! Uh, so you gotta I, do my picks for me. Yeah, give him a shot. I, now it's I'm saying that to put pressure on him so he'll crumble and not you know make us look so bad by comparison. But we'll see how he does. My and goal. also to be fair, the the nation we're talking about is Liechtenstein, right? It's not America. Yeah, I didn't I didn't specify. No, but. thank you. <laughs> he is uh on uh there's a website called uh pick watch and they do a really good job pulling uh every person like from espn bleacher report nfl whoever uh your so-called experts are and they put them on there and uh you know we we bribed them to give us a blue check mark for uh for us and uh oh, mongo nice. is uh making us look bad i'm i'm ranked like 239th i mean nothing not that i wouldn't say that's impressive that's yeah, pretty good only 241 but... <laughs> shut up <laughs> still it's very impressive because I, I don't know i whatever the lowest number is i'm below that on that thing 
right, we're we're talking to Joel Cohen about the occasionally accurate annals of football, and you know we're we're uh, getting into fantasy and gambling and things like that. So let's try to not go too degenerate here and and yes. bring it back. So what was it like working on the book with Dan and? Uh, you know, what, do you have any other favorite excerpts out of there? I know we were talking about the jet story and things like that, but anything else, uh, if you want to give a little sneak peek, try to entice the listeners to go pick it up. Did yeah, you all go to sure. brunch? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Did you go to brunch? Did you have mimosas? How about this? I've never actually met Dan in person. Um, mm. Just I've been tased by his security, but never got through them. <laughs> uh, no, you know, he's in Connecticut. I'm in LA. So we've, we've, we text, we talk on the phone. We've zoomed a billion times. But uh, working with him was great. We just both had a, almost too many ideas, honestly. We had to cut a lot of them down. So, you know, I'm just picking some off the top of my head. But Dan had a funny idea of comparing Tom Brady's diet to Kenny Stabler's diet. If you remember Kenny Stabler, like oh, crazy partier. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. like, Tom Brady only eats – is has this, the Tom Brady diet, and he only eats fish that themselves are on the Tom Brady diet. And then Kenny Stabler, <laughs> Kenny Stabler uh, wakes up and has a bacon-wrapped cigarette for breakfast. That kind of thing. So, he you does. know, just that's one thing. We we talk about the, the best and worst trash talk conversations that have been picked up in fumble pileups. Uh, we talk at look at all the media, including a pretty hard hitting look at Dan himself uh, that he responds to. Uh, we talk about, you know, technology in the game. Like I said, every team uh, I'm trying to think of funny excerpts. There's a few drawings, not a lot. There's a there's a goofy crossword puzzle just to fill a page. <laughs> uh, lots of fun stuff about every facet of the game. So uh, you also wrote a book about uh, training or running a marathon. Did I see that correctly? That is correct. Yes. So uh, I have a, a brother-in-law that's ran in the Boston Marathon, New York Marathon, Chicago Marathon. He's done a, a few different ones. So was it the New York you were training for? Well, I did New York. And then after the fact, I did Chicago. And then I did half of L.A. Uh, okay. I just thought I'd, I'd already done two. And I'd, I'd, halfway, halfway through, I was kind of getting the part of L.A. I kind of live in. So I was like, yeah, I've kind of seen this before and my foot kind of hurts, called an Uber and and, and went home. I like, like that. Like you could have, could have pulled up, was that Rosie Perez or Rosie, what was her name? Ruiz. Ruiz Perez is the actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She might have got it too, though. Don't let her off the hook. Maybe. We don't, she hasn't. I don't know. She was, she was uh, fierce in White Man Can't Jump. You remember that? Yeah. She was, she yeah, was, was a, a ball of fire. I don't know why I thought she was running marathons, but, uh, you know, yeah. well, maybe this will get her off her ass and get her out there doing something. If you're listening, Rosie, it's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you have a, 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 well, let me, let me back up. What <laughs> made you decide to be a crazy person that runs marathons? You know what? I hate despise running. And if anyone, I'm not pushing that book, but it's called how to lose a marathon. Um, but if anyone is interested, that book is really about just, I hated running from the minute I did it. Uh, I read this book called Born to Run, which is by I think Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I wish it was oh. by Christopher McDonough or McDonough. It's a great book. Um, and it talks about all these people that love running. And I was like, there's people out there that love running. What the hell? So I thought I'm going to try it. I got an app. I did like, you know, three steps, then five steps. Then as you get addicted to the stats and trying to beat yourself. Um, and then there was a, a program you could follow on the app that just four months to a marathon. So I'm like, all right. I hate myself. Let's do this. And uh, four months later, I ran the New York Marathon. Mm. So you yeah. want to you want to throw the time up? What would you would you? Yeah, run again? I, I think. Well, I'll, I'll set it up. I'll set it up that the part of the book and part of my research is that Oprah Winfrey ran a marathon. So you're starting to understand there's you know all levels of runners, and <laughs> there's a thing in the running community called the Oprah Line, which is four hours and thirty minutes. 
So yeah, that's what Oprah ran was four hours and 30 minutes. So I felt like you just had I'd to like, beat Oprah. I would like to finish in one capacity in life. I'd like to be better than Oprah. So I was 426 and maybe say 25 seconds or 27 seconds. So I kicked Oprah's ass is the bottom line. Were you looking at your watch like with oh, miles? Yeah. To How count? hard did you run that final stretch? Like when you're in that last like half mile, were you trying to sprint? In the movie, there's like me waking up in the morning with the picture of Oprah stuck in my mirror. Like you got a Rocky montage. Yeah, cracking eggs and like shooting heroin or whatever I would do. Um, and then, yeah, I, that I just steroids, not heroin. You're supposed to do, steroids. you know, a lot of letters are similar. So you just get mixed up when you're on heroin. You can't read. So uh, anyway, I just, yeah, I definitely was like, I really, really want to be under 430. And it's, as your brother-in-law will tell you, it's, it's really hard. Uh, but at the end, I was just, yeah, giving it whatever little bit left I had left and I, I did it. I, I, we had, uh, I guess, were you here when we had the, the girl gang runners? Yeah. Down here? Yeah. Sure. We, it, it was like a month ago. I don't, we never talk about anything to be good for your health and exercise and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like we had like 10 people show up that were in this local running group that ran, uh, distance runs and marathons and stuff like that. And one of them, used to be like 400 pounds and she looked like she might've been like a buck 60 now. Oh and I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't shit all over this stuff. There apparently is a, a method to this being healthy, but uh, yeah, I don't like uh, to this. I don't like tasting my blood. And I feel like when I run, that's what happens. No, there was a dude, like I joined like um, you, to get in the New York marathon. If you don't sign up way in advance, you have to join like a charity group that already has a spot reserved and you can kind of slip in. So there was a guy in my charity group, there's probably 20 of us, and he, not this marathon, but previous to that, he was just in Washington, D.C. for like a visit, and he looked in the paper and learned the marathons the next day, and he's like, okay, I'll do it, and he ran it in three hours. This guy's just walking around in marathon shape all the time, and just like, okay, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. Like, we'll go to the zoo. This guy runs a marathon. There are people that are just freaks like that. I, yeah. I don't understand how that works, but... Uh, I shunned him. I shunned him. I made him feel bad. You should, as as you should, (laughs) as I did. So, are you from Calgary exactly, or did you go to school? Okay. So, are you a wrestling fan? Being a Canadian at all, I got to ask that. Well, if you guys like, I don't know. Thank you for asking about wrestling. You, I don't know if you know about Stampede Wrestling and like Davy Boy Smith, the Dynamite Kid. That all, I believe, I'm going to say, started in Calgary with the Hart. Was yeah. Remember the Hart brothers? That's all. Uh, Here's a, a little story. Is uh, one of the Hart brothers, I think it was Chris Hart, was a, like a lesser known. But when he wasn't wrestling, he was a substitute teacher. So in my gym class, he taught me wrestling. It, it, he was like the substitute teacher for my gym class and taught us wrestling at my crappy junior high. No way. That's definitely Canada <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that is Canada oh, stuff. It was all just breaking chairs over each other's heads. That's all he taught us. But it was pretty good. So did you uh, continue to keep up with the product at all as you got older? Or was it more just the local thing? and? That was it. kind of low. I mean, I of course followed. I felt like this. I went to a lot of live events in Calgary, but I felt like an affinity for the Hart family and the Dynamite Kid, David Boy Smith, Makasang, all these guys. So I kind of would follow their careers. But everybody that I knew, of course, when I was younger, they've all, you know, aged out and their bodies are just bags of bones now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I haven't really kept up with it recently. I remember uh, there was the movie called, I think it was called Beyond the Mat. And they would go to Stu Hart's dungeon, yeah. that that basement with like the drop ceiling. that's like seven and a half foot. You know, it's not even that big. And these people were just in there getting worked over by this old man, like grabbing their arms and ripping it out of socket. And, you know, like, that's how you make that arm bar look real. 
it's like, well, yeah, you just really do it, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, the Hart family, they're they're like royalty in Canada. It's insane. Like they're so it well, was, well revered. Yeah, no, well, and well deserved. I mean, they, he to my eyes, he built this crazy industry. Of course, it went on to with Vince McMahon and everything to be a bigger deal. But yeah, they it was like the most popular show, especially for a kid. Uh, when I was growing up and I, I never missed a minute. And there's so many local characters, the, the sportscaster that always did it. And occasionally we get hit with a, a chair um, and the villain, the heel, all that stuff. Yeah. It was great. Great. Yeah. So being from Canada, we, yeah. we we didn't really talk about hockey. And honestly, like we don't know hardly any, I don't know, maybe Mongo, you might have a big hockey brain. No. I don't know. Biggie, Canadian Biggie, May, surprisingly. Maybe. He's been to North not, Dakota. He has, has he yeah. even been to Canada, Canadian Biggie? Uh, I, he's he's been across a couple times. Technically, he, where he was at is higher than a good part of. Yeah, it's it's higher than Toronto or no more northern. Why you yeah, say no, Toronto is Toronto's pretty far south compared. It is the most <laughs> southern city, but he's not here to to. to I, I, my my question was going to be just like what what are what is your favorite sport? What do you like? What what do you pay attention to the most? I really love the NFL. I mean, hence the book, right? And I, it's such a great thing, as we all know, to bet on and to, to enjoy um, as a fan slash, slash addict. But of course, I, I grew up hockey was my love growing up. And I still played ice hockey kind of till COVID uh, mercifully put my career uh, to bed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'd say hockey, I'll say is number one, but football is not far behind. And I love baseball. Basketball, I, I don't love that much. I could care less a little bit about basketball. Do you like the Canadian Football League? I mean, I love it because it's sort of so goofy and stupid. Uh, you know, the story that one time, one time there was nine teams and two of them were called the Rough Riders. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's in the book. There's a lot of, there's a lot about the CFL in the book because we talk about the USFL and the XFL and all the rivals to the NFL and mention the CFL as well. Um, we we have this uh, Facebook group where we talk NFL, where it was football, just kind of related in general. Now it's kind of just moved into only NFL. But every now and then you'll see somebody will be like posting like a highlight from the CFL or talking about something about the uh, the Alouettes or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And everybody's like, shut up, dork. You know, like they don't want to hear any of it. Yeah, well, I, I like we've all we're talking about scrubbing our Wikipedia pages that I scrubbed that part of my past as well. You, you guys draw, drew it out of me. You're such skillful interviewers. You made me admit it. Oh, well, you know, flattery will get you everywhere on this show. All uh, right. So, uh, you know, kind of wrapping up here, I just have some odd things I, I noticed. Uh, what what's up with the glass donkey? What, what is what is that about? Uh-huh. My parents, a long time ago, we went from Canada. We went on a vacation. My mom's like, I found a spa in Mexico. And the spa was literally this, the most ratchet place you've ever seen, like a desert. We slept like in huts. And the weights that you would lift in the weight room were just a metal bar put into two metal apple juice cans with cement poured around them. So that would make a dumbbell. So that was like the spa part of it. Um, and then at night, there was nothing to do, of course, except go to this giant hut where they had a bingo game um, and the prizes were in the middle. And I don't want to brag, but I mean, here we are, right? I won and I got to choose any prize I wanted off the table and I chose a glass donkey. So, you know. Is this like a menagerie? Is this a like, how big is this thing? No, this is like the size of your phone. Uh, You know, value of it then was like, you know, 10 cents. But uh, you know now it's in the the Joel Cohen Museum, of course, and you can't now even get priceless. To it. I mean, you can't get to it. There's a thick crowd in front of it. You can just see a glimpse of it. But you can I'm on it. the waiting list. I, yeah, good luck, man. Yeah. Good luck. 
it's harder to harder to get in to see those exhibits than it is uh to I don't know. I can't think of another comparison. Two thousand twenty seven. That's when yeah, I'm supposed to like, be able to go can, in. You can edit it in afterwards when you think of something. <laughs> exactly. That's what we do. Post editing. That's what's great about podcasts. They're not live. Yeah. You can just always do stupid crap and fix it later. Yeah, um, totally. So a uh, question on everybody's mind, and we're going to talk about it on the rest of the show here. Uh, so who put who on the map? Is the NFL putting Taylor Swift on the map, or is Taylor oh, wow. Swift putting the NFL on the map? Now I'm just worried how this ends. Like, you know. Uh, oh, it's going I, to end in an album. We know that. In yeah, no, totally. But, I mean, now I'm like, I hope they get married and the story continues. But uh, it's pretty yeah, good. I right? like that optimism. I like it. You're, you're a true romantic. I see that. I really am. Uh, maybe this is like one of those arranged marriage where the, you know, her manager met with, uh, you know, the, the NFL and some horribly dry, boring meeting and they planned all these things and photo ops, like one of Tom Cruise's marriages or something. It's all pre, pre <laughs> Did you happen to see the footage of her in the press box? In the suite, you mean? Yeah. 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 I saw some suite. of it. Yeah, I saw it's like her screaming and stuff. That I saw was some... that was real joy. I don't care what anybody says. I don't feel like. I don't feel like his mother was happy she was there. Well, she's oh, vetting. Really? Yeah, she's vetting her. If That's you, what that if is. If you watch that footage. Well, I know. also, I think I read she's already said she's going to the game this weekend too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, there's already people talking about like if the Chiefs, which many expect them to make it right back to the Super Bowl, if they do, she's going to be um, like one day she's doing a concert in like Korea and the next day is in Australia. She may not be able to make, but it's Tay Tay. You know, she can just take a private jet and go wherever she needs make to go. It happen. At least it's on Vegas, you know, kind of West Coast. That makes it a little easier. But it's scripted, mm. so I think Kelsey proposes at the Super Bowl. Oh, oh. in the running wow. down field, open field, ten five stops, gets down on one knee at the one yard line, and proposes. Yes, rips yeah. a ring out of the football. He rips it open. She's pulls. standing in the end zone, so as he breaks the plane. He he scores a touchdown and scores a bride at the same time. Exactly. It's going to be like Boise State, Oklahoma all over again. She's going to be wearing the cheerleader outfit oh, like man. in the Shake It Off video. This yes. You this, guys just made me an NFL fan. This is why we bring writers on the show. This is fun <laughs> shit right here. Exactly. We can't get this content anywhere else. But. I couldn't have pitched on this a, a day and a half ago, but now. Uh-oh. We got a little cut in the video. We do. Yeah. We'll wait for it to come back. Maybe. Frozen, damn it! Uh-huh. We're back. We're back. We're back. Joel's internet just garbage. It's definitely it's not ours me. in West Virginia. You <laughs> no, know. I got five five triangles or whatever the hell you want. We, triangles, my God! We don't even have triangles here. We just have yeah. a hamster that we have to feed, and it runs in this wheel. And as long as the wheel yeah. keeps moving, just you yeah, know. give put a little crystal meth on them or something just to get them to finish this thing. There's that's, plenty of that here yeah, in West Virginia. That, that's oh, all I know. I uh, all right. You got anything else for Mongo? I'm ready to to go do the rest of the show. But uh, man, it's been a blast talking to you, Joel. No, it's fun for me too. Thank you, guys. This was great. So, do you and your brother have a sibling rivalry? You know what? My parents were very smart, and they he's the oldest. I'm the youngest. They gave us a middle brother that we can both hate. So mm-hmm. you just you, if you're a father, you know, build the scapegoat right into the the pattern, and then you just sit back and let things play out as they do. 
you feel that as a as a middle sibling yourself? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, no, Just, I, I, off air, I got some news for you, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah, that might have hit close <laughs> to home for me. Oh, so I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> All right. Well, hey, again, the book is the occasionally accurate annals of football. Uh, definitely uh, look forward to picking up a copy of that. Uh, anytime you can add an element of humor in sports, man, that that makes it so much more enjoyable. People take things too serious, but I agree. Uh, I agree. And, and then uh, when when does uh, new season of The Simpsons come out? Well, we're either lucky or not lucky, but we had some episodes in the bank. So people will feel new episodes, I think, even coming out like in another couple of weeks. Uh, but where the same gap because of the strike may happen will be around maybe February or March. But we had like seven episodes already stored up. So we'll have new stuff rolling out very soon. There might be a little hiccup down the road or there might not. I don't know. We'll see what happens, how, how fast we can make our animators draw. I don't know. How, how long does it take to make an episode in writing usually? Well, writing is, the I'll say, the easy part. It t- I get two weeks to write the script. It takes us about another, let's say, month to clean it up. Um, but then it takes nine months of animation. So, mm. like, we're working on stuff now that won't even be on TV this ne- this season. It'll be on next fall. Yeah, they do have it easy. All right. That's how we predict the future, as we predicted in the past. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, y'all, we got to run and go pay some bills, so we're going to play some All ads. Right. But, man, we appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks again. Make sure you guys pick up the book, and uh, I'll be looking forward to that hockey episode. <laughs> All right, man. It's, it was already on, so you can now look backwards to the hockey episode. I got to go find it. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Joel. Appreciate Thanks, it. Joel. Take care. Bye, bye. Big Timber Brewery and Tap Room is located in the heart of Appalachia, Elkins, West Virginia. Their name pays homage to the surrounding forests and the industry that built the community. Big Timber makes beer we love and enjoy doing it, creating a product that we, our town, and our state can take pride in. What started as a dream became a reality in 2014 when their first keg went out the door. Their commitment to beer and community continues to grow stronger every day. Pick up a pack of Big Timber at your local store today. Always a great time when we get our guests to come on the show. And uh, Mongo had a lot of fun talking to Joel, man. That was good shit. It was it was excellent. And we got to get him back. And, uh, you know, I think it's odd that we've talked to uh, multiple, like, runners or marathon people in the span of a month because none of us have any desire to be that, do we? I am not physically fit whatsoever. Now, what would it take? What would it take for you guys to want to run a marathon? Somebody that's so, be chasing me for twenty three miles. <laughs> that is correct. Don't forget um, the band. Let's clarify: want to run a marathon or actually run a marathon? Because want to run a marathon? Hell yeah, I want to run the Boston Marathon. Get that shirt. Say I ran in the Boston Marathon. Is it actually going to happen? No. <laughs> you can do the, let me see if I get the name right, Rosie Ruiz. You can do that thing. Yeah. You know, where you just, uh, you can just so, pour some water on you and look like you've been sweating all day. We're not on camera and it's a good thing. Because <laughs> we're fat. There's a guy I work with. His name's Greg. He's 65 years old. Uh, he rides bike. He bikes 40, 50 miles a week. He's an avid runner. He's 65, right? The last year before COVID to so what, 2019? He ran the Boston Marathon. That's pretty good. I can't believe we know this many people that have ran marathons. And we never, you know, I've driven a marathon. <laughs> you drive 1,500 miles and you only stop four times for gas. That's the equivalent. <laughs> I was in the diaper, son. Uh, I trained all year for that. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be, I drove, I drove 23 miles. Just that, that's it. That's it. <laughs> no, you're just trying to make the analogy somehow. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, all right, let me ask you this. Would you rather train and run a marathon or go to a Taylor Swift concert? Well, I've already been to a Taylor Swift concert. It was outdoors and she killed it. So that was years Tay-Tay. ago. That was like country Tay-Tay, right? No, that don't matter, though. That, that, was, was, that was country Tay-Tay. That's different. No, but he still experienced it. I guess. He can say he did and we didn't. Exactly. But would you go to one of them stadium shows? Yeah, my daughter's been to one. Okay. It's pretty good. Ahead of the other. Of the marathon. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're telling me <laughs> I can the race, run? Chief. If I have the choice to actually be able to physically run a marathon, I'll do that first. I feel like now he's just trying to wish physical health into existence. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's not what this was. Oh, okay. one of the prerequisites. He then I'm going to take. I was trying to make was train for a marathon. That <laughs> right, was a right. I, I've clearly said that. I was trying yeah. to make a segue into what everybody's talking about all over the world. <laughs> the argument is that the. Taylor Swift put the NFL on the map, or did the NFL make Taylor Swift more relevant? I don't know. The backstory, everybody knows by now. Her and Kelsey are trying things out. She shows up for a game. She's sitting in the uh, suite next to the Kelsey family. Hey, listen. It's taking the internet by storm. All I can say is his jersey sales are up 400% since she's been seen on the show or the game with him up here with Mama Kelsey. So what you're saying is Taylor Swift in the NFL is what is best for business. Exactly. She rolling in the money. Do you guys have a take on this at all? Do you even care? Because it's all everybody no, wants to talk true, about. Though. Yeah. Kelsey's winning. He don't even care how long he this is. lasts. Even with the Vince McMahon mustache he's rocking right exactly. now. Exactly. I mean, does he get royalties off of the like, Oh, so you definitely get a piece of You've not seen the meme? Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, she's going to have a song about, I used to have a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. <laughs> Where he we just, go from here? <laughs> he just made he just made a ton of money because she showed up at a game. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm telling you this. I've heard like look that up. First of all, there's no tight end involved because I know sure as hell she's not doing that. Probably only missionary. And I've also heard rumors Chili does hand jobs. Hand jobs. <laughs> Who do you hear these rumors from? No, Mr. It's, Brown? it's all over the place. <laughs> you see the picture of her knees after that game. They were showing them walking out. I'm He's telling been you, putting her to work. No, I'm Y'all getting you. dark. No, I'm telling <laughs> you. Hand jobs USA. Biggie Here's what I don't beat. understand. Okay. I've seen Taylor Swift in concert. Biggie set up for this. She's <laughs> great. She's got all these songs. She brought Swifties to football. She is she made Travis Kelsey relevant. People now know who he is outside of the football world. How in the hell is she so famous and she's that? She's this. She's a six. Yeah, but. When you look at the bank account, she's a 10. Yeah. Well, then she's a 1,000. Right? Like, I mean, I, everybody's talking about Kelsey's ex-girlfriend and what she looked like. Her, his ex was amazing. Woo! His um, ex was like a smoke show. Kelsey is the only man to ever be on a show similar to The Bachelor <laughs> and be the guy who's supposed to leave with a woman and not leave with a woman. That's a very, uh, that's a that's a sore spot for him, if you yes. bring it up. What, what was it? Catching Kelsey? Catching Kelsey. Going? He went from like dressing like MC Hammer to the like state troopers pulling you over for going a, a, a hair over 55. Farva. <laughs> That's what he. That's what happened here. So uh, yeah, I'm also already tired of the Kelsey brothers. They're annoying. You ever listen to their podcast? Shut up. It's not bad. It's not bad. What what do you like about the Kelseys other than they get shoved in your face all the time? I like the Kelseys. They're so white. I don't like them. You're white. I know they're too white. You you calling somebody too white? 
brother. You <laughs> I just feel like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift would be the perfect couple to get married. They're both the epitome of what people are like. I don't know. Whenever you talk about someone likes ranch on their stuff, they're a white person, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> white like, girls do love ranch. So and, Travis and, Kelsey. And that's what you achieved in life. You've made it. Congratulations, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. They share a pumpkin spice latte while he wears an ascot. Exactly. Well, it's like Tom Brady became the greatest player in <laughs> the history of an ascot now. And a, a globally known person. But when he became really famous was long before that when he married Giselle because she was already a global icon. That's the same thing with Travis Kelsey right Ooh. now. They're only dating. But people in other countries now know of Travis Kelsey simply because he's dating Taylor Swift. That has been the funny argument I've seen. Like, like Swifties are like, oh, Travis Kelsey is like a known commodity now. And like dudes are getting mad because like, what are you talking about? Everyone knows who this is. Because these two worlds do not commonly mix. You do not get the Swifties and the NFL fan, even if it's like a husband and wife. You know, they're probably not intermingling those parts of the. That's how they get their me time. They're watching TV in different rooms. They might be. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just funny to see those arguments take place. But that being said, uh, I, I feel like we've been just overwhelmed with the banter on this. I'm ready to move on from it if you guys are. I say we don't speak of it again until Brittany Mahomes has had too much and we get this era's version of Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Do you think she's happy about this? Like, is this potentially, is she looking at it like I might get more eyes on me? I think she went home and beat her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Quick throwing him the ball. All I saw on social media was you waving at the skybox. Apparently at the after party Sunday, Kelsey had a party. They all went to it. By the end of the night, Tay Tay and uh, Brittany were having a shot together. Mm, maybe. I maybe. don't know. Did you see the uh, picture of what she was eating, though? It was like the one chicken nugget with the ketchup and ranch. What'd mm. you say? That's a. Thing? It's ranch up. I invented ranch. that 11 years ago. You should have patented that, big boy. Small town in North Dakota. <laughs> ranch up. I think you can't buy like that at the store. Like Heinz makes that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she, great combo. she was not eating very much. But uh, all right, so let, let's talk about other NFL happenings. We've got our Stone Cold Lead Pipe locks coming up on the other show. But there was a lot that uh, kind of happened over the, the previous weekend. And we also got college we can go. So let's just start <laughs> our power rankings. We got the Dolphins in the top three now. Absolutely. I, I think uh, I think Turbo, who's not here with us, had him at like number three or four. But I think all of us had him at one or two. This weekend, we find out exactly where the Dolphins are because the Bills have been the bowling on the block in the AFC East the last three seasons. They're going into Buffalo. They won 70-20 to 20 last week. The Bills beat the Commanders like 36-6 to six or something like that. Yep. Game of the week, out, baby. Yeah. How good is Miami? I, how good, I mean, what do you think they are? Was this an outlier or is this who they are? I mean, they've looked well, really good on offense every week so far. Yeah. yeah. What I'm curious to see is how good their defense can play against a good offense like Buffalo's because they have not faced a good offense yet. And when, Well, I take that back. The Chargers. The Chargers they played yeah. the Chargers offense. They trailed the entire game. They gave up 34 points. Chargers <laughs> didn't have a defense. What I'm saying is the Bills will be the first team they play that has a good offense and a solid defense. Where's the game at? Buffalo. Okay, that's good. They they were bitching about it last year because remember they made him stay in the sun. Yeah, they're like this is this is horseshit. Ken Dorsey was throwing stuff. 
Ken Dorsey was mad. I feel like the Dolphins should be a touchdown favorite in this game, and Vegas has Buffalo at minus three at home. You get three for being at home, so basically they feel like it's a push, but I think that the Dolphins should be a touchdown favorite. That offense is hard to beat. Why aren't we? And they did this with Jalen Waddle didn't even play. Nope. Absolutely. Like, are we even talking about that? Everybody's like, oh, look at the Dolphins. Like, they weren't even at full strength. And, uh, man, we talk about – Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson. Like, I feel like Tyreek gets mentioned, but like, is it not time that he starts getting elevated into that conversation as best wide receiver? I think Tyreek's absolutely that guy. And also, when you think about when I think that Tyreek doesn't have Waddle, I compare that to like if Chris Carter didn't have Randy Moss. This is that type of tandem. Yeah. Right there. Uh, yeah, they see somebody else is just going to step up. That's what I'm and saying. they still got that high level. We're talent. talking about that type of level here. Maybe even more. I'm just saying. I don't know. I mean, I, it, it's it's insane. And we always say, like, if two is healthy, they're a good team. But, like, what did you see that damn no-look he did? Mm-hmm. Little shovel pad? Like, they were just they were just fucking with the Broncos. They're just toying with them. Like, like, they chose to to turn the ball over on downs rather than just kick so a field how goal. Many, how many years <laughs> did Sean Payton spend out in retirement? And he's like, this is the decision I'm going to make. It was two years, right? And I'm going to go to Denver. Like, yeah, what, yeah, let's let's change let's change the conversation off of Miami because yeah, the conversation there is are they the elite team in the NFL? How bad is Denver? I know, but like, well, what is he thinking? This is what I want to come back to. Is he going to pull a uh, uh, Urban Meyer and not make it through the whole season? I, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he makes it through next year. I think oh. he makes it this year, and then next year, I think he's on the hot seat already. No, don't rebuild. He gets four years there unless he quits. Four years, dude. He's a Super Bowl winning head coach. You're probably right. They, they gave him a ton of money. Part of that Denver game was the fact Sean Payton, when he was a Fox analyst, said that uh, Tua would be on the bench at least midway through the season for Teddy Bridgewater. He couldn't play in the NFL. So there was no way Miami was taking their foot off the throttle on Sunday. They, they had a, a point to make, is what you're saying. Denver just isn't good defensively. But if you look at the numbers offensively, what was uh, Payton brought in to do? Make Russ a decent quarterback again? He's in the top five on his deep ball completion percentage. His numbers are actually pretty good. So the part of it that he can correct, he is. It's a building process. I mean, they're going to be bad this year, but not throw them out the door bad. They, mm-hmm. they have, they've traded away or lost a lot of defensive parts. They're not the same defensive team Not even close. And everything you just painted, Biggie, I get it, but... I hate to break it to you, but the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears are this weekend's toilet bowl game of the week. The relegation game. Hey, let's not talk about that. It's the, the, lose, the loser. Who's going to get Caleb Williams? Sorry to bring in there, Mongo. Get my Biggie sh- brought you down that road of agony, and now you're here with us. Get my Chicago Bears name out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys weren't on the uh, interview, but when we had Joel on uh, – he he was uh, he's a Jets fan or was talking about the Jets and we we're trying to see if he had any uplifting words for Mongo's Bears and he really didn't. No, there's nothing. There's nothing po- nothing positive going on there. It's like, sorry, kid, you're dying from cancer. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you a lie that you're not. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it was bad. Um, the uh, so is is the are the Bears? Is that what you want to see? Caleb Williams be the Bears quarterback? Is that gonna fix it? No, no, they need. <laughs> They need a complete turnover in ownership, coaching, and Are you the one personnel. calling the FBI? Is that you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What happened with that, with the defensive coordinator? What did they say happened? Uh, they said he was raided by the FBI. 
one thing that's interesting in this, the, the Bears stadium was broken in. They got robbed. They yeah. stole like lawnmowers and shit. Yeah, like uh I don't I don't remember the total value, but like over a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff. Mm. They didn't take anything out of the pro shop. No. No, they didn't want any they didn't want anything. They didn't want memorabilia. They wanted things of value. <laughs> And Justin Fields jerseys are going to be an afternoon. They found a bunch of Justin Fields jerseys by the toilet in the restroom. I got to say, I hate those orange jerseys when they wear them. I hate them. I don't know why. I do not like the Bears wearing them. I like the classic black jersey. Mm. I kind of like the orange ones, but I'm a weirdo. I mean, I I like them on other teams, but I just don't like it when Chicago does it. I keep it it blue. Chicago needs to stay traditional. Yeah. Like like the Packers were wearing like all yellow. You'd be like, I don't know. The owner of the Red Sox wearing all yellow. Uh, While the Red Sox wear yellow. bombing uniforms. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, they do that. Hmm. I don't know the math on this, but I'm I'm sure I'm. it's pretty close. She's older. The owner of the Bears is older yes. than most teams in the NFL. I believe right. you're correct. There. If you combine the ages of the Texans, Panthers, and the Jaguars, they're not as old as the owner of the Bears. So, so all three franchises combined. Alice the McClaskey, she's like a hundred, right? Ninety-eight or something. hundred. I think she might <laughs> isn't be. Like she that, isn't, isn't she the nun that shows up for them Loyola games? <laughs> isn't that same lady? Maybe it's Chicago. Yeah, I think that could be. <laughs> so a place that the Bears will never be is Monday Night Football <laughs> or Sunday Night. And I bring Monday Night Football up because I was in, we didn't have a show last week, and I was just curious. Anybody watch the Monday night intro? So as a kid, you grew up and da, 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 or it was Hank Williams Jr., all my rowdy friends coming over. Chris Stapleton and Snoop Dogg are the Monday night now. Have you guys heard it? And what do you think? Is that is that a all year thing? Yep. I didn't know that. I thought it was night. I thought they were just doing it for that game. Come on, Chad. Oh. I'm not paying it. Well, I didn't get, get on right away, so I had to see it later. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Chris Stapleton sings a remake of uh, Phil Collins in the air. In the tonight. air tonight, yeah. Oh. Snoop gets on yeah. and raps. What's what's not to like? It's a good mix. You're covering all bases. You're Snoop getting... Dogg can cover anything, right? Like and I love him for that. You're you're getting a lot of a uh, lot of blended audiences to come into that realm, and and I, I think Stapleton's played one of the best national anthems I've ever heard. Uh, but then you like you bring in Snoop Dogg. Literally, he can work with anybody. You yeah. know, it's already fixed when you bring him in. He's transcendent. Like, you see what I'm saying? I've yeah. got a, you know you're covered. I've got an uncle in his 80s. Yeah. 80s. He knows all about Snoop Dogg. You ask him who his favorite rapper is, it's Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And he can sing some of the songs. That's what I'm saying. Mm. He's established. That's he hilarious. knows what he's done. <laughs> so I think Snoop's the greatest rapper of all time. And I'm going to For longevity, that. how do you argue against it? I'm just putting it right now. He's like the Hank Aaron of rap. Yes. He's the one as far to do stuff with uh Martha uh, Stewart. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's his girl. Yeah. They're 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 big buds, but yeah, they're boning. All right, probably. All right. Calvin, way to go. So, Stoop Dog became relevant in the '90s, right? Yep. Who else was big in the '90s? Deion Sanders, Jerry Rice. The reason I bring this up is this weekend USC and Colorado play. I, I know we're. Go I, I want to get to that, but I don't want to get off the NFL train yet. All right, we'll circle because we got, we definitely got to talk about Coach Prime. That's a big deal. So I'll do some rapid fire here for you real quick. Um, the halftime show has been revealed for the Super Bowl. Did you see who it is? Oh, sure. Uh, sure. How do you feel about that? Very disappointed. 
Like, like I have nothing against Usher, but shouldn't it be like Usher and Friends? Yeah. And maybe it is, but like I feel like he's not enough to no. highlight well, on his the own. headline it name, makes I... me want to leave the one I'm with and start a new relationship. Yeah, a new relationship. It's seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top. Come on, you all know it. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, that was like 20 years ago. Or more. Yeah, 25, probably. Might as well have R. Kelly do the halftime. No, no, no. You can't do that. Oh. Unless we do it like from prison. It's it been, could be like Johnny Cash. Folsom Prison. Just R. Kelly for the halftime show. It's I'll been like, so long Joel H. Cohen wasn't a writer on The Simpsons yet. Ooh. Ooh. It probably is that old. Yeah. Damn. What's the pissing version of the Cleveland Steamer? Um, A Frosty Johnson. Is that what it is? That's when you urinate into a condom and freeze it. Oh, and well, then you then you use it. <laughs> I'm just saying the R. Kelly situation. Oh, like, I didn't know what it was called. I just know that one. I, I think we need to freeze it. <laughs> R. Kelly is going to join him from got a little frostbite. <laughs> Demolition man. Exactly. Yes. All right. I know Biggie's down to talk college football real quick. Uh, quarterback questions. Josh Dobbs, do you keep riding him if you're Arizona? Well, what else are you going to do? I mean, he's Kyler's coming back in like a week or two, right? I thought, oh, I thought Kyler was, can't play till week nine at the earliest. I oh, that was four. I thought it was he's four out too. Half the year. Really? Maybe it was just he was on the uh, IR list, and that's oh, why I was I thinking four, four weeks. weeks. Four is the earliest he can come back with his injury. It'll be week eight or nine before. Uh, okay. So then there you so go. So is there a controversy brewing? Is is Kyler going to be trade bait after this year? No. They paid him too much money. They're sticking with him. Nobody I bet if somebody would take him, they'd let him take him. I bet there might be some suitors out there. You think One so? could be the Bears. I would take Kyler Murray, <laughs> Kyler Murray over Justin I would Justin take Murray Fields. over Fields all day long. Yeah. Not Biggie. He's riding him all year on fantasy. Here's the question, though. Because the Patriots would love to have Kyler Murray <laughs> over Mac Jones. Hey, you, you all Kyler know. Murray. Kyler Murray. <laughs> let Mongo talk. You all know that I am... I've never been sold on fields. But do you think, you know, if he played for another team? No. No. Still no. It's not the Bears. I, not, I not, like fields. No. Like, I think he's tough. Like, I, I want him to succeed. I just I just don't think he's got it. Like, he. It's 100% the Bears. You think no, so? That's not. Dude, he is a fucking talented kid. The Bears coaching is some of the worst in the fucking league. You but they got in, rid of Nagy and all them. Like, it's still bad. They brought in Matt Eberfus who doesn't know shit about fuck to be a coach in a league that's all about offense. Look at the all 22 and they'll show highlights. He is so poorly coached that he won't even hit open receivers. He'll run into a sack instead. He's regressed. (laughs) He has regressed from Ohio state to the NFL. It's pathetic. There are some clips out there where he's like, not even staring downfield. He's just looking to run because that, that rush is already like in his head. It's coming. And there's people wide open. And he's just he just don't even see it. It's not that he can't make throws. It's just uh the game's too fast for him. And you're 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 probably right. The Bears staff's not helping him. Is it young players, young quarterbacks, is there anybody that surprised you so far? I'll go first. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud, yeah. Like I I didn't think he would do anything. No, Ohio State quarterbacks usually they don't. They don't. I mean, that's uh that that was the one for me. I don't really have anybody else. It's still too early. That's the thing. We're only a few weeks in. It's hard to say a lot. But the other quarterback question I wanted to ask was, 
you got Jalen Hurts uh, and the Eagles, and we still got them ranked pretty high. We're feeling good about them. But, you know, Hurts, have you seen his numbers? Yeah, but they got a new offensive coordinator. So what have they done? Because the pass game isn't quite meshing. They're running the hell out of the ball. DeAndre Swift's got 300 yards rushing the last two games. They're they're winning, and I guess my question is, do you believe that Jalen's going to kind of return to form and get better, or do you think they're just going to lean so heavy on the run all year that it's going to be maybe a step back for him this year? Step back statistically, possibly, but not as a player. Jalen Hurts is a hell of a ball player. I mean, I think so too, but like it's – you know, y'all were giving Mac Jones some shit a second ago. He's got better stats than Hurts does so far this year. Yeah, but he's not as good of a player. You're, you're right. Stats lie. Numbers can lie. We can pull up data, make any argument seem right. I think that starting the season out, because I watched uh, the Patriots game opening week, and their passing game was in a little disarray, but they're like, huh, oh, we got a great offensive line. Jalen, good running backs. We'll just run the ball. That's what they've done for three games. I think they'll get it figured out. They've got uh, Devontae Smith. AJ. Oh, they got Wilder. At the end of the day, guys. it's San Fran and Philadelphia. It that's still your, is. That's your NFC preview right now, period. All right, moving on rapid fire again. All right, so what about your boy Mac Jones and Sauce Gardner? Who was hitting who in the nuts? What happened there? Oh, yeah, I saw that. You, I, I need you to tell me what happened. Sauce Gardner hits <laughs> him, stands over top of him. When Mac gets up, he goes through him, and all of a sudden he hit him in the balls. Come on now, Sauce. All I saw was Sauce push him to the ground. There was yeah. an article about it. You seen the article? Yeah. It's funny because Mike Reese had a thing on it too, and it's like Sauce Gardner pushes him down. When Mac gets up, he goes through him to get up, and all of a sudden he's hitting him in the balls. <laughs> That's one of those, I started it, it's your fault. Okay. So, last question, Both NFL. Both guys were in the wrong. Last question, NFL, then we'll jump into the college and get into all that. Uh, the... Um, Ever persistent. Colin Kaepernick has made an appearance in the headlines again. Apparently, he's been soliciting the New York Jets for a job not to even be on the main roster, but to be on the practice squad. Thoughts. And take- he also gave references. He did. He did. I was looking for phone numbers. I was going to call Both uh, Harbaugh brothers. Mm. Yeah, they were included. Did they, did they want to be so, redacted or are they happy with that? No, apparently they were good with it. Okay. Here's what I think of Colin Kaepernick. He had a nice little run, was a loaded roster around him. When the roster thinned out, he didn't play as well. When his spot with the Niners, he chose to leave. He sued the NFL. He took the bag of money so he could never talk again. He did a Netflix doc comparing playing in the NFL to slavery. (laughs) Now he's begging for a spot back on that. that roster. Dude, it's been, what, seven years since he's played? Eight years. Like... Deshaun Watson was a top five QB in the league a couple years ago for Houston. Led the league in passing. Look what happened to him. He, he just finally, had a, last, week. Like, finally Deshaun, had a good week. But look at him last week. He turned around and threw the ball backwards from his butt. Like, <laughs> not playing that long at that position just doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, how, do you, how do you get that And what back? gives him more... What gives a guy who's 33, 35 years old, why would you put him on your practice squad over a guy who's 23 who just graduated college? Hey, if you don't understand, ask Jamel Hill. She'll tell you. <laughs> oh, where does she you're work? right. Where does she work now? I don't know. know. She keeps she, getting fired and throwing the race cards. She, so she's she keeps relevant. posting about that. Talking about she was pissed because the Jets signed Trevor Simeon, who's 31, over Kaepernick. And she was like, but it's about race, right? 
Do you know why the Jets signed Trevor Simeon? No. You know who he's familiar with? Is the offensive coordinator. That's ran by Nathaniel Hackett. All That's right. why they picked him up. He did play in Denver. Like, I get that. So, uh, but given the results, I can't say yeah. it's an overwhelmingly positive move. That is true. It's like, oh, we all want to... We all want to mimic the Broncos right now. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the, the paragon of virtue, if you will. And I'll use this to segue into college. It's kind of like, did you see the uh, the uh, Jackson State had a girl kicker? Did you see that? She kicked this week and uh, did one kickoff, and it went out of bounds after 15 yards. Nice. You know, that's uh, So, yeah, I mean, we can that sign people. Well. Because it's a good story, but it doesn't translate to a good result. That really happened this week. Yeah. Yeah. From How? the female soccer team, they, they signed her. And I was watching the clip. I was like, this ought to be good. And it was like, um, yeah, it was bad. I'm all about it. Though. Like, It was a quarterback, too. If you're going to put them on the field, man, you got to make sure they're going to do their thing. Right. Like, it's not quit doing stuff for publicity. Just do it because you're trying to win. Yeah. If it's all for win, that's great. I'm like, right. if she kicked that ball out of the end zone, I'd be like, hell yeah, give her a full ride right. and a scholarship. Right Let's now. go. Right now. So, I'm not trying to get all racial here, but you want to know uh, why if you started the door got that. knocked so far open when Jackie came to play baseball? Because he was that damn good. If you're going to bring a girl in to football, have one that can kick a 40-yard field goal, then all of a sudden some of these other girls may get that same opportunity. But when it's a joke because the ball doesn't go 15 yards – it's it, all it's ever going to be is a laughing stock. Mm. Mr. Brown's sad. Acuna just got gunned down, still in second. I'm getting greedy, son. Mm. Huh. I'm just saying, you find someone who's good enough to actually be. No, out I'm there. with you. Like, nobody's saying, like, we don't want to see a girl go out there and kick. And, like, if Kaepernick, you know, could go and play, like, I, I'm, I'm good. But, like, the thing is now, you can't say it anymore. It's too much time has passed. The You can't knock off that rust. Like, we're not getting. Uh, what was the high school teacher that became a pitcher? Um, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, it wasn't Dennis Quaid, but he played him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're not getting that story in the NFL. That doesn't happen. As much as we want to joke about like Randy Moss, you know, could still probably go and, and catch a, uh, a fade in the corner. Yeah, it's probably not true. You know, I, let's be honest. Dudes get old. Yeah, like you could put him around the goal line and he might catch something for you, but he's not playing a full game. No, nah, he's giving you like one drive and that's it. And that's if he doesn't get hit. I just think it sucks because so many times you're not allowed to say it directly what you think. And I just think that there's some girls out there who could probably boot a ball from 40 yards and actually be a real good kicker, but they're not interested in the gimmick part of it. So, let's go to college. You want to talk about your boy, Dion, Coach Prime. He got dump trucked by uh, Oregon, which we all thought was probably going to happen. But to the point it happened was pretty embarrassing. And they all had a lot of words to say afterwards. But uh, is, is this is this uh, the beginning of the media storm to calm down about Dion, or is it still going to be in full effect? Well, no. ESPN has already quit talking about him eight times a day this week. He's still going to be – a big name and a headline. He has been his whole life. He's already he's done doing. more for Colorado this year than they have the last three yeah. years. It's just they, they played a team that was better than them and they got dump trucked. Yeah. But I would rather them not get dump trucked. I'd rather it be 42-6. I'd rather it be 42-30. Competitive all the way to the end. They're not there yet. Well. But, uh, oh, Sam Shadir had a, had a rough game, man. He was. Pissing blood. Yeah. You found out their lines on both sides of the ball are not that good. Well, and then Travis Henry, who Dion didn't let play because he was injured and wants to protect his future, 
they were making fun of him because he was live streaming on Twitch during the game, playing video games or something like that. I don't know. That's what kids do nowadays, I guess. What's he going to do? You sent him at home. I mean, we gave Lamar crap so, for not going to the playoff game for the Ravens last year. What's interesting to me is to see how Colorado does this weekend. They're going to play USC, who's the best team in the Pac-12, one of the better teams in the country. Uh, and USC should beat them by four scores. Mm. Now, we might need to flip over to the uh, Thursday night game. It's already 13-3. to You're going to find it on uh, old Amazon Prime there? But uh, here's the thing I wanted to throw out earlier about Colorado and USC this weekend. And it just shows you how big Dion is. So Shiloh Sanders, Dion's son, currently leads the Pac-12 and so tackles, hasn't allowed a single touchdown. Did you know that Jerry Rice's son is a wide receiver, starting wide receiver for USC? No. You didn't not. know that until this weekend. <laughs> I, didn't know until just, I didn't know until he just said it. Yeah. I didn't know so, that at all. His son, Brendan Rice, starting wide receiver at USC. He leads the team in touchdowns with five and is second on the team in receiving yards with 257. They'll go head-to-head this weekend. To show how big Dion's name is and his son, none of us knew, me included, Jerry Rice's kid was a starting wide receiver for USC. There you go. That's the Dion effect. Got any give him what? his money. Give him his props. He's doing well for college football. Where are you going to say, Mongo? Got any idea what year he's in? Freshman, sophomore? Uh, I do not. <clears throat> it don't matter anymore. Everybody leaves early anyhow or they transfer. How do you even keep track? you got like seventh-year seniors nowadays. Stuff's ridiculous. Uh, while you're looking that up, uh, did you see the uh, Ryan Day outburst about Lou Holtz? I did not. You, did, you don't know what I'm talking no, about? No, I don't. Do you see it, Mongo? Uh, I know about it, but didn't see it. So, Lou Holtz, how old do you think he is? Lou Holtz has got to be about 70, mid-70s, I think. I'm going to go 80. Yeah, he's like 87, I think. He's like old as hell. I don't know. Hey, Siri, uh, how old is Lou Holtz? 86. He's old. Pretty close. So, he's a lot like Lee Corso. They just prop him up on stage and they have him say stupid stuff. Look at the size of that spider on Mongo. It was just on me. I flicked it over to you. I wanted to see if you'd pick up on it. You never know when the creatures come out. Lee Corso hit so deep on Ryan Day that as soon as... Not Corso. It was uh, Holtz. You said Corso. Oh. Yeah. Lou Holtz. Sorry. He hit so deep on him that during that show at the end of the the, uh, game... Ryan Day called him out immediately. Like, what are you doing, man? It's it's a freaking talking head on a college football. And who did Lou Holtz used to coach? Notre Dame. And he was trying to talk right. about Notre Dame and well, said and then, it, it's because he said they weren't tough. Right. And then Ryan, Ryan Day was like, it's Ohio versus the world. If that's what you need to tell yourself, man, I, you might need to find some better motivation because find some better drivers. And then Lou Holtz, like on uh, Monday this week, was like. Yeah. Yeah, I still believe in what I said. <laughs> like, yeah. But, like, how are you living rent-free in old boy's head? Yeah. That's just – got to be better than that. Like, with Coach Prime – and who's the coach at Oregon? Uh, Dan Fleming. Yes. Dan Zimmings. Fleming. Like so, them, you know, having their little back and forth. Like, I get it. It, it makes sense. They're, they're, they're talking about each other. But, like, could you imagine somebody going after Corso for putting the wrong mascot head on? 
That's what this would be like. No, they shouldn't. Could you imagine Nick Saban like, I can't believe you put that Auburn Tiger head on. What disrespect to the Alabama Crimson. No, you don't. Because nobody cares what the 86-year-old Lou Holtz says in a pregame. <laughs> Except Ryan Day, apparently. <laughs> I'm just sorry. That's, that's weak sauce. Weak sauce. I know. You got anything else in college football? Did you ever find out what year Rice's son is? He's 21, so he's probably a junior. No red shirt? I don't know. Anyway, you're going to a college game soon, aren't you? Saturday. Is it this Saturday? Yeah. Marshall, the Thundering Herd, speaking versus, of Randy Moss. No, versus Old Dominion. I'm going to be in the fifth row at the 50 yard line. Those are probably $1,000 tickets. Yeah. Well, probably not. Yeah. That'll be 500 I saw it's still a good time, man. Go out and enjoy. How many people do you think will be there? Uh, I'd say there'll be about 30,000 people there. So are you officially a Marshall fan now? Yeah, we'll talk about it. Well, that's why I'm asking. Can we talk about it? What's going on? Now, here's what I'm doing. So, my point is, I've always been a WVU fan, and I've always wanted to cheer for both teams because – You want them both to do well. It's good for the state if both two, both teams do well, but then Mar- some Marshall fans get a little too crazy and then talk shit, and it makes you turn away. They're like right? a chihuahua, right? Yeah, exactly. like they don't realize how big they are. So, to me, uh, these are free tickets. I wanted to go check it out. Against Old Dominion. I'm going to wear Marshall Green. You can hate on me if you want. Did you have to buy stuff or did you already have it? Oh, I had to buy stuff. Okay. So I'm buying the t-shirt and I'm going to go down there. I'm going to wear like a Braves green hat to go up on Marshall. Uh, You got the St. Patty's Day thing. Yeah, Yeah. I'm good. You're sneaking in the Braves again. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. But see, at least I'm trying to commit. Right. But my point is, uh, I'm looking for a good time because Marshall is ranked at the top of their conference right now. I don't think they're very good, though, are they? I think Virginia Tech is really bad. And you talk about a fall from grace. Like, as bad as it feels to be a WVU fan at times, like, Virginia Tech is just a, yeah. a laughing stuff. I will say this, and I, and I stole Biggie's line, <laughs> but I got to give the poke a plug where it's due. So, Uh-oh. you had the Marshall head coach. Uh, he was interviewing after the game against Virginia Tech, and he was like, the pain boys? He says, I'll take any of them boys for poker because – these boys show up to play football. And he's like, you keep bringing them my way, I'll take them. You may, that makes Phil a little proud. Yeah. Little he little said hometown that in his presser. Oh, yeah. You don't know that, Biggie? Yeah, Payne. Uh, Ethan Payne got uh, RSN Sports Network Player of the Week. But he, the coach talked about them both in his presser. Nice. Hey, we a little small town with 900 people, we'll take all the pub we can get. So he's like, just can't, keep bringing them my way, boys. Mm. These are football players. All right, I got to take a piss. Let's take a break. We'll come back. I know you got to talk about your Braves a little bit. We got playoffs here ready to start, and then Mongo might have some uh, notable uh, events of the week. Yeah, got a little something-something. A little something-something. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're getting toward that end part of the show. I think all of us have uh, a sponsor in our hand. Uh, is, that, is that fair? A big timber for all? Except for Biggie. Mm. I have a great value reptile purified drinking water. Reptile? Why do you say reptile? <laughs> oh, never mind. It just says purified. purified. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? It was close, though. Oh, I slept in my contacts last night. <laughs> the vision's a little blurry. Yeah, we didn't even think about what the words this might be. This is salt mean. water. <clears throat> uh, Turns out there was 
Only three words instead of four. Yeah. So, so uh, let, let's uh, let Biggie get his thoughts back together. Uh, uh, Mongo, you got the the Packers in the game tonight, and uh, you're not you're the not, one you're the one wolf there. That's, that's you're not, not feeling good about that, are you? Let's not talk about it. Seventeen uh, three. Who knows? Maybe there's a Jordan Love comeback but in the making. Tommy as well picked the uh, Lions. Oh, oh, they just they just turned it over again. He just threw an interception. That's going to be a pick six. No, he got tagged. Did Tommy six. also picked the Lions. I don't know. I didn't look. Oh. Okay. Mm, that's uh, all right. Now it's uh, first and goal, Detroit up seven. It was only two. It's two uh, points. It's uh, thirteen and thirteen minutes and some change left in the second Biggie, quarter. Is that not correct? <laughs> two points. Yeah. The yeah, Lions were two point favor. Correct. This is insanity. All right. Jordan loves passing yards mm. for the first quarter. Six. Nine. Ooh. Nice. Those are two good numbers. That's an upgrade. All right. So, Mr. Brown, let's talk about your uh, Braves here. We didn't talk much baseball. Ronald Acuna is a unicorn. Uh, what's What the hell, man? Like, you we were comparing it to, like, historic things and Ricky Anderson earlier, but uh, is anybody else going to ever join this club he's now in? I think they'll join it. I mean, I think there's some people, but it probably won't be for, like, the next five, ten years maybe. And what is it, 70, 40? Is that – yeah, 40-70. 40-70. I like mean, Bobby Witt's yeah. one that comes to mind, but he's uh, not getting any. Uh, he's pretty white right now, so I don't think he's going to transcend the test of time. It's not uh, – it don't seem like a – that seems like a reach Yeah, for, for Bobby Witt. I don't see Bobby Witt getting 70 mm-hmm. steals. No. So, But, you know, we're down to the final three games of the uh, season for the most part. You know, playoffs are not quite set, though. We still got some races, so you – you got a hot take on the playoffs here or anything that you think is about to happen? Or I don't want to keep making it Braves related, but the fact is uh, the Braves are winning tonight, which is going to secure them home field throughout the World Series. However, we're, prob- we're going to face the winner right now of the Diamondbacks-Phillies uh, Divisional Series. Okay. But we got Max Freed, who's in the aisle, and we have Charlie Morton, who's actually going to miss the series. He's not going to go play that series, but you're hoping Max Freak comes back and you got uh, Strider. You got to win both of those games they pitch, or the Braves probably not even going to advance past the first round. Are they going to have the same thing last year where they get the layoff and they take the week? And, and no, their rotation's looking that way, but their lineup looks really good. So mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, the hot take is if Philly would repeat. Against the Braves this year, it's not going to surprise me. It's going to be because of the Braves rotation. Just not having everybody crisp and, Lose, and rolling Losing in. Charlie Morton's <clears throat> huge, bro. Man, what a savvy-ass veteran Charlie Morton is. No, he's amazing. How old is he? 40. He's 40? 40. He's a man? And Jesse Chavez. I didn't know. I, I knew he was getting up there, but wow. 40. <laughs> but he wanted to be that number three. Because he still throws 96. Yeah, that's... uh. HGH. I'm just saying, no, like, really. I'm telling you, the Phillies are probably going to face the Dodgers in the NLCS. I guess it's my bold take. Okay. What about your uh, Mariners, Biggie? My Reds are done, so let's just skip over that. So my Mariners aren't officially done, but we just played a three-game set with the Astros. We went into it a half game behind them for the last wild card spot. They took two out of three from us. Our last ten games are at home. Our last ten games are against the Rangers and the Astros. Our last... I take that back. Last seven at home. Last ten games against those two. 
We start a four-game series with the Rangers tonight. We are four back of them for the division. If the if the Mariners were to win the last four games of the season, they would assure themselves of at least a last wild card spot. It's not happening. It's been a fun run. I still don't understand why we traded bullpen depth because we've been kill, killed there since then. Uh, Take a breath, buddy. Well, we're not officially <laughs> dead. Well, it's just like, come on, get it to me. It's been two freaking, like, two decades of this. We made the playoffs last year. We get really hot in August, and I'm like, all right, we're back in the playoffs. Give it to me. Uh, he's and, literally uh, our version of Frank the Tank. He is. Uh, Frank Fleming over yeah, here. He's getting that one moment where he blacks out and doesn't remember what he says. But Dude, no, and he's uh, Frank Fleming from uh, Barstool. Yeah, he just had that Children stuff ready to go. Yeah. Like, he was up here in the noggin. Huh? Children in the yard. All right. Somebody just walking through there. Mm, That's your daughter. Maybe. Anyway, we got to make sure the Bigfoot's not out tonight. He's seeing alligators and water bottles. All kinds of things. People so. walking through the yard. Mongo, I'll say this. Help. Go ahead. Go this ahead. is not the year that the Twins' zero wins in the playoff ends because they're going to finish as their division winner and be the three seed. They will play the Astros, who are the last wild card in the first round, and the Astros will sweep them. All right. I agree with that. <laughs> I have nothing to add. I'm ready. I'm ready to hear if Mongo's got some notable moments. Mongo's mentionable moments. Mentionable moments. Get that right. Yeah. We'll start out local here. <laughs> a man has been accused of sexually abusing a client inside a massage business at the Huntington Mall. You guys hear about this? Oh, this is the in the mall one. In the mall. I know the one outside the mall is a little. Suspect. He was working at the massage parlor. <laughs> the man was pushing his genitals oh, in, no. into the woman's hand while he was also massaging her and tried to hold her down. The woman <laughs> was able to escape and reported the incident to the police. Allegedly, she described the man as six foot two, two twenty three, a lopsided head, and wearing a number four Cleveland Browns jersey. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> that's where I'd go. Oh. Biggie, you like to talk about alligators. Now this one, <laughs> now this one's not all. This one's not comedy. This is venting a little bit. Uh oh. A 14 foot alligator with a half eaten person was euthanized in Florida. A man saw the gator eating the 41 year old woman and threw a rock to see if it was real. <laughs> it's Halloween season, so you never know. <laughs> when the gator moved. He began filming on his phone. So this is the what what pisses me That's off. That's what we do though, right? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't call for help. You've got a phone. You got two options. Let's call 911 for the person being eaten by an alligator. Or record the death. Or we can record it. Now, which, which, which one's getting me choose? more clicks? Faces of death. I remember that. <laughs> the man stated I could see that he was eating someone, so I started recording. <laughs> That's not how he said it. He, he said it like this. Yeah. I saw that gator was eating that woman, so I thought I'd record. He became suspicious, <laughs> suspicious when there was a puddle of blood in a human body in the gator's mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it was his clue that the gator was eating somebody. Cracked the case. Also in Florida, let's not leave Florida. Wildlife rescuers in Florida are asking for name suggestions for a half-mouthed alligator... 
Have you guys seen this? <laughs> a half-mouthed alligator? A half-mouthed alligator. I am not kidding. Are we talking like in length or the top or bottom's missing? The top is missing. What? This <laughs> is a true thing. You guys haven't seen this. Oh, I got to look a picture up. Yeah. Yeah. Now at home in Gatorland, Orlando, the gator is doing well. The trapper that caught her thought it might look like a propeller got her, but it's now believed that the gator tried to bite Chuck Norris in the dick. <laughs> in related news, Chuck Norris is now missing half his mouth after trying to bite Dan Campbell. <laughs> he tried to bite Dan Campbell in the dick, and he is now missing his mouth, half his Holy mouth. Holy shit, is this it? That is it. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> It's like a spoon. It eluded capture. <laughs> it eluded capture for weeks. Of course it did. How does it survive? Did you know Chuck Norris invented the giraffe? No, no. He gave a horse an uppercut. <laughs> did you know that Chuck Norris uses a live rattlesnake as a condom? I did not. <laughs> he just throws it on there. Okay. <laughs> you know his tears cure cancer? Too bad he's never cried. Yeah. <laughs> No, Chuck Norris doesn't flush his toilet. <laughs> Scares the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, why do those get funny? I don't know. What's wrong with us? But he is Chuck Norris has lost half, lost half his mouth after trying to bite Dan Campbell. <laughs> we got that. I can't breathe. Nick Chubb is about to have surgery soon to repair his knee. Uh, this is uh, being his second surgery on that knee since college. There's less good tissue to work with, so Dan Campbell has offered to donate up to three feet of his own dick to repair the entire leg. <laughs> That's admirable. This is he was timing this Thursday yeah, night yes, game well. Yes. <clears throat> Rumor has that even though the surgery is in Cleveland, Campbell was able able to date donate three feet without <laughs> leaving Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> The tip showed up, and Dan Campbell arrived three hours later. Why are we still in this story? <laughs> speaking of speaking of dicks in Michigan, Mel Tucker has been fired as head as head football coach of Michigan State. I saw that for sexual misconduct. Mm. You guys have seen this. Do you know the story? I know the story, and he he's not happy about this. So. Uh, elaborate a little bit. Mm. What what do you know as far as detail wise? Oh, it's just like with a coworker, right? Not exactly. So this is so this is so good. This is so good. And bad. It's terrible. He hired somebody to talk to the team about sexual abuse. Um, he hired this person oh. who was a rape victim and then sexually harassed her. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, this is some Urban Meyer stuff. Yeah, he brought her in to talk to the team and then sexually harassed her. So he <laughs> he pretty much admitted to it. Like he he tried to deny and say it was consensual because uh, he was masturbating on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and his answer, his his reasoning for this, his justification was, well, she didn't tell him to stop. Ah. Uh. <laughs> no means no. Allegedly, after being fired, Tucker auditioned to be a news anchor, but was turned down after he misinterpreted when the weatherman stated, there's a warm front coming in, and took off his pants. 
<laughs> um, we've already mentioned Travis Kelsey and Taylor <laughs> Swift. Um, so also in like that uh, that dating realm, we've got the Golden Bachelor. I saw a commercial for this. It's premiering tonight. Mm. We might watch that since the Lions are up twenty four to three. It's it's happening now as we're recording the show. Seven seventy two year old <laughs> seventy two. Gary Turner. I'm not sure if it's Gary or Jerry. It's G-E-R-R-Y. That's Jerry. That's so Jerry. That's just for like Jerry. 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 We'll be wow. choosing from 22 women from the ages of 60 to 75. Oh, they're also olds? Yes. Yeah. I thought he was just no, like. No, it's just no. like. It's it like old? the uh, old folks home right here on a beach. Wow. 60 to 75, he's 72. My money's on the 60-year-old. Yes, <laughs> Probably. Amen, She's definitely got a leg up. <laughs> the winner will then compete against Pete Davidson for Jerry's hand in marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Mongo's Mentionable Yay, Moments. Give her a round of applause. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, man, what does Pete Davidson have that we don't? I don't know, but he just begged Matt on Klein, so you got something going on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think he's Brittany's new man now for our videos. Oh, she's crazy. I love it. I'm you, here for it. I'm you, here for we've it. All I'm seen here for it. The Britney Spears twirling knives. I love yes. it. Yes. I love it. Like I saw that like two days ago and I saved it because I'm like, I'm gonna need this for something. Yep. And then I saw the guy doing the hibachi video and that was just <sighs> the greatest thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I saw that. It was great. It was I amazing. remember, like, we were talking about how that conservative ship needed to end. Yeah. Like, le- leave Britney alone. Free Britney. I'm kind of regretting that. No, I love it. This is entertaining. I'm here, I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, but, like, this is bad. No, it's not. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you one thing. There's nothing great about it. Yeah, this is Darwinism. It is. You're not wrong. But uh, Let us watch it. <laughs> it's, give us something, damn it. Give us the sacrifice. I, yes. I, I like I like some ass and I'll tell you until that video I didn't realize how little bit she, she has none she has no ass again mm. Brad it's we're all disappointed but it's still Darwinism it is let her just take herself where she needs to go how much uh, how you know celebrity death pool update would you put Britney in there no oh yeah she's not there it'd be like two years mm. well she's already dead this is the replacement Britney yeah we talked no, about I don't this think it, is. it might be Oh, All right, man. so let's let's open it up. Just the celebrity death pool. If anybody has a chance to change their pick, no, we can't do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody no, doesn't like their no. pick. Of Corey Feldman. No, 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 I like Our it. Changes. I just want to remind our, our audience changes. and let people know that maybe we're not around for the initial picking. That we have the celebrity death pool, and right now we're all still in it. Nothing's happened. Yeah, I'm Michael J. Fox. Yep, I'm Corey Feldman. Dick Van Dyke. <sighs> He's in such good shape, and Biggie he is. is. Jack Nicholson. The one. The only. Jack. So, um, You only uh, say Jack. Jack's you know why you only say Jack? Because when you see pictures of Jack floating in the water, smoking a cigarette while he's eating <laughs> a hot dog on a boat, you're like, that guy is the guy living the life. He's Wait till they get a load of me. Classic line. <laughs> <laughs> I like his... his uh, I would, they send him a drink at the bar and he wants to know who's sending it until they tell him, well, he started a tab for you. And he's like, ha! In that case, I know who's sending them. And they're all the same. What? <laughs> I don't I'll know. Send it to you. <laughs> He'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs>
Mr. Brown's in the floor now. I was just going to say, if there were one consensus ad, it was like a group ad, who would that person be? None of us get to change, but if we all agreed there was one person outside of our picks, that is that person. Diane Feinstein. Yeah, I think she might already be dead. That's true. That's true. How is Mel Brooks still living? I don't know. Yeah. Where are the white women at? We were talking about Mel Brooks earlier, just uh, because of that clip, the Blazing Saddles clip. Oh, I think I know when it's time to stop. Whenever you've made Mr. Brown laugh so much that he's now face down in a pool of his own drool, it means it's time to wrap up the show. So uh, let's take a deep breath, and we'll uh, see those listeners on the other side of it when we do our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week for Week, or we have four? Okay. Five. We're already in five. So uh, No, it's week four. No, week four. Nah, why am I listening to the guy on the floor? He don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Got on the floor in the puddle of his own room. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, thanks for letting us invade your ears once again for the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Make sure you go to subscribe wherever you get your episodes. Have a great weekend. Enjoy some football. See if Coach Prime bounces back against USC and enjoy the NFL slate. And make sure you check out our other episode for our picks. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.